Hello there. Hello. Hi. Uh, even though what I'm about to say won't be the case when you're listening to this episode, <laughs> I think it's significant enough to be noted here. We are recording this double bill episode on the 9th of July, and Tom Hanks turned 63 just now. Oh, wow. Oh, happy birthday. Also, Best actor ever. Yeah. Also, this is the first time we do a proper double bill. Uh, we had some recaps sometimes, like in The Predator. I went on with the other ones. So, Star is Born. There are some listings of stuff in there. But yeah, Tom Hanks is relevant because today, first double bill, Toy Story 1 and 2. And yes. essentially, I've only have a very few amount of uh, notes. And I know that... Uh, well, I think it is the third one that is very important to you. So, but it's it's in that franchise, Adam. So I'll leave the floor to you, and you can go anywhere you want with that. Oh, oh boy, I've been given responsibility. <laughs> it's like Saul over again. No, <laughs> no, no, not in a bad way. <laughs> Just that I made you guys watch all those movies. Uh, Toy Story, the Toy Story series, I wanted to cover because. It was it was strange because when Toy Story Four was announced, I think a lot of people, me and Anouk's age and younger as well, because Toy Story Three came out, I want to say nine or ten years after the first one. I think it's two thousand and ten. I will clarify that when we get to Toy Story Three, the age difference. But it's definitely been nine years since Toy Story Three. So there's a lot of people that have come to Toy Story, seen the whole series, and then go to Four. And I remember watching for it. We booked to see it, and my parents were like, "We want to come with because there's a thing about Toy Story for me that was I watched it with my parents. I have a story to talk about too when we get to talking about two in detail. Um, we saw three together in the cinema, and it was like a closing thing. And then decided as a family to go and see this with Anouk as well this time because um, there's a new member of the family. It seems, uh, and. Just that overall feeling of this was a mo- this was a movie franchise that was a very key part of my childhood in multiple forms, um, be it film, be it toys, and be it video games as well. Because Toy Story Two had a bang in video game, so it's kind of it's a very important series to me. And after seeing four, I'm like, okay, we can talk. We should talk about all four, um, since we have this and being able to go in deep and have conversations about Toy Story. So I felt that Toy Story would be uh a good one to talk about mm-hmm. what about you nick oh my god i grew up with toy story like it was one of the films my parents put on um that they could enjoy as well mm. um especially because I, I wasn't interested in any of the princess uh disney films like toy story was the one that i was sort of brought up on um so much so that when I rewatch them, it's funny because I remember like the cadence of the voices, but I don't remember what they say. <laughs> so it's really weird because I'm almost watching a completely different film now because I actually understand quite a lot of the nuances and the discussions and mm. the arguments that they have rather than when I was a kid. I know exactly kind of which, what up and down they go with their voice, but... I can't remember what they actually say. <laughs> and so this so. was, was this the first time for you, Jan? You were unfamiliar to this franchise or did you have any experience with it before? I think. 2016 and meeting us? Um, no, I think I watched the first one a couple of times, but not necessarily 
uh this uh, definitely not the third and not uh, not the second one okay. well, n- not that i could remember anyway <laughs> mm-hmm. um as this is um for the first time a double bill uh, i thought about yesterday maybe we should right away uh, from the start do a quick synopsis for both so we know where we are uh if you would like to sure so toy story one takes place in andy's bedroom we start off with seeing a very cute action scene for a child straight out of a child's imagination that we will revisit in another film so just be aware for that for toy story 3 that opening scene uh, the basic story is it's Andy's birthday and Andy receives a new toy which replaces Woody who up to then has been his favourite toy of all time and there's a whole jealousy spark between Woody being replaced by Buzz and the fact that Buzz doesn't realise that he's a toy he thinks that he's a space ranger uh, and basic chaos ensues from that uh, being ending up in the evil neighbour's backyard trying to get back to the toys after being separated. That's the basic principle of one. I'd forgotten how sort of sweet and simple Toy Story 1 really was. I haven't seen Toy Story 1 in a long time, actually, because 2 is is my favourite. And I think, are we going to talk about, do we want to talk about them together or do we want to do 1, then go to 2? Do you think would work better for format? Uh, I think we could... Uh, I, I haven't. Let, let's do one, and then we'll go to two, and then we can talk about differences once we've in two because we're talking about the second one. So I'll I'll do a synopsis of two when we get to two. So the first one is really amazing to see now, knowing where animation has come to. Mm. For yet, for example, me and yesterday watched both A Bug's Life, which was the fault, which was the next movie in the line after Toy Story before Toy Story Two, and Monsters Inc. and Ratatouille. So this uh, jumping from like 98 to about 2001, 2002 maybe, and then jumping to like 2007 and just seeing the degrees of animation evolve. It's, it's, in, it's, an inc- it's incredible. And I, and I can see why our, our parents would, want, would be interested in this too, because it was like it's nothing that had been done before. We'd seen short films, but never anything this long at that detail. And it's funny with Toy Story 1 coming back to it is that, and I've heard people say this about when they're looking at four side by side, is as a child and a younger person, you think it looks like how four looks now. You know, how it looks totally amazing. This is the best thing ever. This is <laughs> this is amazing how graphics have come. And then you jump to like 2019, you're like, oh my God, I can't believe what we can do with graphics. But even looking at it, it still looks amazing. It yeah. doesn't look dated at all. No. Like there is... There's animation that comes out today that doesn't even match the original Toy Story. Yeah, I mean, they've put a kind of Bo Peep um, side by side from Toy Story 1, Toy Story 2, Toy Story 3 and Toy Story 4. And like how much texture has changed in the graphics. And also even like the shine, because she's plastic, hmm. um, how that... Um, but I think the most interesting thing is, is the facial expressions. Like uh, we watched something, I don't, I don't remember what it's from, but um, they were talking about how they've really uh, done blinking <laughs> well. It was the video now. talking about the production of Toy Story 2, which we'll, oh, like, yeah. we'll link in this episode at the bottom. Right. It's an interesting video 
uh, to give you context for Toy Story 2 as well. Oh my God, that's it's such an incredible story. Yeah. And just goes to show how much work goes in before the film comes out. Mm. Um, we kind of see the end product of something that was just, you know, four years in the making, which is insane to think. I mean, um, Tom Hanks even talks about how, you know, he started on Toy Story 1 in uh, 1991 and it came out in 94 95 95 it comes out yeah so i mean but i so for me toy story 1 was the first um sort of animation that i really got into like i'd watch it as much as possible of course bambi was involved in that but that's a very different style of animation hmm. um and I, I guess it's just the storyline. Like if you think about it's such a genius idea because it's sort of the first time when, you know, like a whole family could watch something and really be involved in it rather than it being like, Oh, my kid wants to watch this again. There is, there is a feel for that. Even when we, if we talk about like, let's say Aladdin, cause we just discussed that and that's 92 for the time era. I mean, there's, there's stuff for the parents to enjoy, but it it didn't and there's a good conversation now that came out about the itunes wanting to class um incredibles 2 as like a kids movie and the and then the brad bird came out and said it's like it's not just a kid it's not a kids movie it's an animated film you know it's not specifically just for kids you know there's exactly because we were people that grew up on the incredibles which is another masterpiece of the pixar world or I was dying to see Incredibles 2. I was so excited. It was my most excited moment for that year last year. Mm. Um, so there was an end. It's a really interesting conversation that it was an animated film that bridged the gap. You're right for everybody could enjoy it and the people and adults being excited to see another one, you know, and that's sure. a, that's a real trick to do. That's a sure. real trick to do. It's also like one of those questions that you always ask, like, do my toys come to life when I leave the room? <laughs> like you sort of, as an adult, you kind of want it to be the case. And and also you kind of treat the things that you love like that, like they're real and mm. that they, they have the respect that, you know, like anything real would want um, rather than an object, right? So yeah. even as an adult, you have this like childlike obsession with your, with your toys. Um, but then as a kid, it's like, there's a real feeling that as soon as you leave the room, everything just comes to life. And I think that's also where the the parent involvement comes into because everybody has had toys that they cared about, regardless of what age you are. You could have you could be a child and have them now, and you can be an adult that you had them when you were children. You you know what that feels like to have played with toys and the the thought that like oh do they come to life, which is another great thing for bridging the gap between like an audience really and they did that with um with pets recently actually ah oh yeah with secret life of pets yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it's like a, a real it's it's almost like what do teachers do after school like ends you know <laughs> yeah like, do they sleep at school <laughs> there's lots of plot going on here isn't there yeah, oh yeah, yeah or, or they become got vamp weird vampire bat things, bat yeah. things, yeah. <laughs> Absorbaloffs or Yeah, yeah. Or oh, oh. that was a weird episode. Anyway, um it really like tapped into that. And then Toy Story Two was really interesting because it was also like when adults bridge that 
gap of becoming of like loving their toys and respecting them but then also becoming like so obsessed they don't even take it out the wrapper because it's become like commercially viable or even like a collector's item mm. like there's a huge world in that see that if you don't explain what the second one is about right now it would become confusing quite quickly oh right well I, i'm kind of guessing that everyone's seen toy story 2 in that but basically toy stories 2 is about um woody being kidnapped by the chicken man who owns a toy barn Uber. al's toy barn Right? I think he works. Does he? I think he works it. Does he own it? Or he owns it. He's he own, Al. He is a yeah. I I didn't know. I didn't notice that. But mm. yeah, oh, okay. you're probably right. I think he's Al. Um, I think he owns the thing. Um, but he basically realizes that in um Andy's mum has a yard sale, and Woody accidentally gets kidnapped by this guy, and he basically sees that Woody is like a collector's item because he also has bullseye and he's part of a set yeah he's part of the woody's roundup gang set right so you have jesse who's like the female cow girl and Papa something stinky pete uh, yes yes um who's the oh what, what, what who is he he's a prospector prospector <laughs> amazing and then bullseye the horse right yeah. which which of course we all know run like the wind bullseye comes from that and he, he has a um interested buyer from japan wanting to buy these three um collector's items which woody and four, but four, also four. basically saying that i will not for Bullseye, Stinky Pete, Jesse, Woody. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Four um, toys. And of course, he won't buy unless Woody's involved with it. In in So it's, it's so they become, they come as a four, right? And, and a lot, again, a lot of chaos involves, it ensues. Yeah, Buzz goes out to try and save him with a bunch of guys. They end up... In a toy, in Al's toy barn. Yeah. And on the street. Adventure ensues. So yeah. they're the basic oh, principle. Oh, brilliant. However, I guarantee you everybody that's listening to this has seen both movies. So we're all right with the, with the plot because they're one from the pre, I think it's 99. It's Toy Story 2 too as well. But there's a thing about it. Because, Pix, because Pixar is now this big thing, Toy Story is the, is the staple. If you, if you say Pixar to somebody, they'll probably say Toy Story. Sure. It's the film you go to and and Toy Story 2 is the is the big one. It's 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 is strangely enough might still be the best one they've ever done. Well, we, well, I think there was a lot of pressure from each Toy Story that came out to be as good as the last because Toy Story 1 was such an iconic animation film mm -hmm. for the whole family. And so if you think about how huge that is, how many families across the Western world and probably the rest, well, globally, I'm guessing, um, it, it really like touched everyone on a certain level. And then so, of course, there was this added pressure that Toy Story 2 had to be as good or better. Mm. And I think that's probably why it was so important because you know when something like the second one or the third one is really bad because 
you know, they, they just know that it's a cash grab and so they don't spend too much time on the script and the di- and um, animation, etc. Well, yeah, that was the, that was the case in, with Disney because it, in the video that we will link talks about how there was a whole thing of straight to DVD idea. You know, like you make the main one, then you make the DVD uh, and sell it. And there was also a thing that then a Lindsay Ellis video, she talks about how a lot of like big um, movies, what they would do is they would put like a couple of episodes of the TV series that would come out after it because that's a common thing that would happen. They would do a TV series. Aladdin had one. Tarzan definitely had one that I remember. Oh, yeah. And they would stick... And Beauty and the, uh, Beauty and the Beast had... I don't know if they had a TV... I think they did have a TV series because they had a definite straight-to-DVD thing. Yeah. And what they do is like put five episodes on a, on a, on a VHS because this is pre-DVD age and that would they would sell it as a movie. And the idea that you would be... If you enjoyed it, you could watch the TV show afterwards. So there was a whole there was a whole thing about the sequel was never going to be as good um, for that style of film, and in the case of a lot of them, I mean, I don't remember many Disney sequels before. And to be fair, Pixar is outside of Disney at this point, not owned by them, but they they are now Disney Pixar, and there is a a team up with Disney. To be fair, right? Um, and this was like the first one. It was like this might be better than the original. Like, I don't think there was a case of a Disney sequel being better than the first until Toy Story 2. That's a good point. Mm. Yeah. At the time, I think I was only interested in Pixar because uh, of the story behind the scenes. Like, I was... So, my dad... So, we had Apple computers um, very early on. started with the Mac Plus in 84. So, we're not just jumping on the hype train now. It's just Mm. been... And... When Steve Jobs was fired from Apple in the 90s, he created another computer company next, but the, the computers were extremely expensive, and he invested heavily in Pixar. That's when I heard about this company for the first time. Sure. Yeah. I don't remember actually watching it at the time. I don't think I did, but it was a bit interesting to to learn about that. And obviously, also... When you we we watched the first one uh, not so long ago, and I didn't know and I didn't realize, and neither did you, uh, I guess, because you said, "Oh, um, Joss Whedon was in the writing team there." Yeah, yeah, I had no idea. Well, of course, because this is the first time that I'd watched it as an adult and as an actor. So, of course, credits are not just you know, oh, the film has ended. Like I actually, you know, <laughs> we're so geeky that we actually like read the names of the credits. Yeah. And um, yeah, and that was such a surprise because I don't think many people know that. Um, yeah, well, I had no idea. The the fa- the people that matter uh, do because he wrote the screenplay for the original Buffy, the one that didn't succeed in theaters in ci- in cinemas. Yeah. Then he, he wrote the TV series. He wrote, well, there's always that story that I've told a few times on this podcast about uh, Alien Resurrection, mm-hmm. which because of the casting, uh, he often says that there'll always be a shitty alien movie with his name in, in, on it. Sure, yeah. Um, yeah. I wonder pe- who he means. <laughs> I didn't know that he was involved in Toy Story 1, though. No, neither did I. That 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 was surprising to me, just because I don't, I don't connect him with... Um, Pixar. But he's been a, a, a script doctor for years. Sure, sure, yeah. sure, yeah. Yeah, I, I, uh, I guess when I think of Joss Whedon, I think of Buffy. But that's because my my brother is obs- was obsessed. 
Um, and then that translated to me. <laughs> it's, it's interesting because in Toy Story 1, it's funny because Toy Story 1 is, is, is pretty short by standards nowadays. I mean, fucking look at Aladdin. It was like two hours and 10 minutes. It's like, doesn't need it. Oh, and I remember when I when I was watching it just now, um, you know, the scene when Buzz is about to fly and you've got the Randy Newman song over it. Yeah. That felt like years to me as a kid. Like, did you, did you ever do when you were a kid, like you would start watching it on VHS, then stop and then come back? And it made the film feel longer. Like yeah, I, that's probably what was happening. Like I remember I would, the bit that, I used to think the bit that goes from Pizza Planet getting and Sid getting him in the machine to Sid, that's probably about where I would pause and then come back the next day. And you'd be like, oh, this goes on forever. Yeah. I but in reality, it's 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 like a 70 minute movie. Yeah. I, I read somewhere in, in a video, <laughs> I, not I read, I saw in a video that was talking about like how Pixar's evolved because it was talking about how the technology is to Toy Story 4. Uh, it would take less time to render the movie than it would take to watch it now with the technology they have for <laughs> Toy Story 1. There you go. That's incredible. That I'll find amazing. that video as well and link it for um yeah. the of this. But yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, you stopped and restarted for, for, because uh, we have stuff to do in our lives, but you don't have the problem that my dad has. Oh, what's that? Uh, he would, depending on the quality of the film, take uh, 15 hours to watch a two-hours movie. <laughs> Oh, wow. because of the falling asleep. Oh, I see. Uh, I was about to ask because I have a, a quite a ping pong um, brain where I will literally just, and not because I don't love what I'm doing, it's just the way that my brain works. I'll just be, oh, I have to do that. Oh, I have to do this. Oh, I have to do that. And then like it actually takes me a lot of time to focus on one thing for a certain amount of time. And I think as a kid, obviously you don't have as much like, focus and like desire to like have to stay for an hour and a half so that's probably why i would like keep coming back and forth for for a film it's also you don't really have the concept of time as a child you yeah. don't you don't have plans like i need to make dinner at such and so that'll take this long right like you're just sitting there watching something i miss that i yeah. it's like your day's gone forever you have no idea what time it is it doesn't matter that, that happened to me uh once and I actually noticed that they're doing a sequel to that movie. So I was like, oh, God. Um, yeah. Once I fell asleep like 10 minutes in, uh, Angry Bird, the, the movie. The very oh, oh, yeah. No. Remember when that was a thing? No, I actually never played Angry Birds. It was never my the game, game. The game's good. I never saw the movie. And didn't the movie take years to come out? Because Angry Birds is one of those things. It was like the emoji movie should have come out like four or five years before it did. And it would have been like... Okay, maybe. But by the time it came out, you're like, what? But also, presumably, well, I guess they put all the funny bits in the trailer. Probably, yeah. Yeah, that was a huge thing. I remember people talking about this. And which, for me, weren't even funny. Oh, joy. The, the one they picked oh. in the trailer. So maybe that's why I, or maybe I was like. I'll uh, be honest, Jan. I don't know if you're the target audience for the Angry Bird movies. I'm just going to throw that out there. I guess, maybe. but I also, I also kind of hate that, that like just because this is a kids movie doesn't mean means it means that you know there's no intelligence in it well, and there's yeah. no nuance and and like everything's kind of oh it's just for kids they don't really understand what's going on well, and that, it's like yeah but then you can also make toy story one for a child or, and they'll yeah. love it as much as an adult like you know th this is uh, like one of the most important films in my life like and i'm 26 so I, I kind of hate this thing of like, 
oh, it's just a kid's movie. It, like, we don't really need to spend that much time on it. It's I'm, like, well, no. And there's also modern examples of that, um, like the Lego movie. I haven't seen the second one yet, but... The oh, Le- it's genius. The, Lego, the original Lego movie works for any age because everybody loves Lego. Even though the Lego movie gets a lot of hate, though, doesn't it? Uh, maybe i don't know i love the lego movie no no i love it too i'm just saying that like it gets i've heard lots of people kind of dismiss it well people did dismiss it before it came out everyone's like lego movie really and then it came out and it's this in a way in the same way that it, it pixar did with toy story this distinct new animation like using the actual logic of lego bricks like it, for yeah. their sets and their backgrounds, like they obey, they obey the logic of they need. If, it, if that brick didn't exist, they won't CGI a brick that doesn't exist. So it's all bricks that exist in Lego in the Lego movie, right? Which is, right. Which is staying true to their own universe, which I think is is an amazing thing to do. Yeah, that's awesome. And then with Toy Story, it's like this new wave of animation. They're like, wow, this is so cool. So, mm. um, but there was skepticism. I'll agree with that. The same way the Angry Birds probably had skepticism too because it was like Angry Birds, really? And the way Emoji movies, like certain, no, certain, the- certain themes, certain themes of movies do have stigmas to attach. Like definitely, for sure. No, but even bef- when people had seen it, they hated it. It wasn't just about like, oh, Lego. I don't understand how that can be an animation. Like it's, it's, they don't like the Joker and they don't like Batman. The, they don't like the jokes. Like the actual film they don't like, right? So it's Are you not talking a- about the Batman one? I'm talking about all Lego movies right now. Like- I just don't know anybody that hates them, that's all. No, no, I'm just saying that in, like we've watched movies uh, sorry youtube uh things commentaries and they'll like talk all talk about batman or something and then like halfway through they'll be like yeah and then there was a lego movie the batman one oh da, 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 da. like yeah I, it's I w- hated I, w- I was getting to that uh watching it or not watching it i know my uh, because all of those they're animation so they would look in your mind's eye as kid stuff but uh, as a first impression, right? Without even watching them. I know my father won't watch any of those because, ah, it's just animation crap. I guess so. Yeah. I guess there's a stigma to that. But uh, in a way, that's been turned around because of Toy Story. Like, people our age, I will always watch an animated movie. Uh, and, well, depending on how the, the, the how it plays. Like, if I know it's a subject matter that is... For example, there's the Playmobil movie. I'm like, Playmobil, I probably won't see because Playmobil as a product, is aimed at a lower age demographic than... I was also never into Playmobil, so I don't even have, like, the Lego thing I was, like, brought up on. If the story is that they open a hair salon, (laughs) I'll I'll definitely go see that. It's not really Uh, a thing. I don't know. How to do the famous uh, thing. (laughs) The thing is, well, we're talking about iconic. I mean, so many stuff comes out of Toy Story 1. Like, you're a toy you are a toy all of woody's phrases pizza planet the pizza planet car or the logo is always near enough always somewhere in do you know what (laughs) nearly every time that i go into like i leave a house i go everybody say bye house yeah my mom my mom does that too (laughs) bye house yeah and it's like that's from toy story one every time there's a pizza mention my dad will say pizza planet pizza planet yeah pizza planet they they do that in a room 
Oh. I've not the room again. Uh, room when it's the Brie Larson and Jacob Tremblay. The, they've been a prisoner in that little shed for a long time. And at, yeah. And at the end, because every morning he says hi to all the furniture, and, and at the end he says goodbye to every. Uh, <laughs> well, there's the creepy version of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but in Pizza Planet. The one of the whack a mole games oh, was it, Alien. Was it? Was John Hurt? Yeah. They used the John Hurt um, aliens coming, coming out, out of his stomach, and the I was chest like, yeah. "That is so gruesome for a children's movie." But obviously, I hadn't seen that as a kid. Like, but N- nice. Well, that's not as gruesome. Uh, the, this one bit that I noticed, but you can see on the carpets the uh, shining. Uh, on design. the walls, yeah. Yeah, and on oh. the walls also, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That really weird, those des- weird designs in that house. Yeah, yeah. The house was super colorful. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess the one thing that I think everyone talks about is other humans in the world. No, in, the, in how um, the graphics had like increased amazingly from Toy Story 1 to Toy Story 2, the way that they um, designed the humans, mm. right? Yeah. Um, mm. And like facial expressions. And um, oh, of course, we talked about the blinking, but I mean, you can really see it because you watch something like Toy Story 1 and as an adult, and it's like, you see also that quite a lot of the, uh, I keep calling them humans, it's weird. What should I call them? People. The, the people, thank you. The, the people look sort of the same and sound the same. Like there aren't that, there, there isn't that much nuance in all of the people. Um, but then of course, like Toy Story 2, there's a lot more, um, detail in each facial expression that Mm -hmm. even like owl makes you know like every single detail is like so on point and you would you just wouldn't have got that in toy story one so there was a huge leap from each from one to two they added two songs in the second one there were there were no songs in the first one like uh, i mean in terms of characters singing oh yeah so you have um uh Wheezy, the penguin singing at the end, right? Uh, with the with the Barbie dolls. Yeah, it's doing the. You got a friend in me. Wheezy is such a great addition. Like, yeah. Oh, and and of course they, they talk about how um, dust, the the added dust graphic was really really exciting for animators at the time because they had never been able to do something like that, which is super interesting. Something that you'd never notice are usually the most exciting things to the people behind the animation, right? Like you would never have thought about the dust. Merida's Mary hair. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. The wet, wet hair. Uh, um, small uh, breakthrough and milestones into animation. Yeah, I mean, because because you have. Um, I mean, sort not really going off topic, but away from Toy Story, you have um, Ratatouille. When the rat goes into the water, there's definitely like an added detail to the wet hair, um, but not as uh, detailed as Merida's hair when it becomes wet. Do you see how closely I watch these films? <laughs> well, but if they had stayed true to um, standard Hollywood standard Hollywood style, usually James Bond goes into water and he's 
uh, dry right away after. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean in commercials you have that all the time as well. Like yeah. they might make like one arm wet, but it's so obvious that the the guy has just had like a quick shower and has dried off, and it's a completely different take. <laughs> like, um, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it's also because you want him to look perfect, right? Rather than it being like continuity. It's it's not really an error. It's just because they they, they want James Bond to look as perfect as possible all the time, and mm. and also yeah. they went to lunch and they're like, right, we'll do the we'll do the water shot before we go to lunch. We'll do it afterwards. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Logistics. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, I mean, Toy Story two just has so many so many bits. Like, I, I'll be honest, you're smiling the whole way through because you're just. You're, you are. You're just enthralled by everything going on because you remember it as a kid. So we do have a bit of bias. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it is. But it is phenomenal. Like every sequence. There's. This is really good as well, especially in in. Okay, if you're looking at it as solely a kids' film, which it isn't really, but it's like sixty forty. Let's say towards kids, sixty percent towards kids, forty percent towards adults, usually or fifty fifty. Mm. There's never a dull moment. The pacing is this. It follows on it's strong like like again look at looking at you aladdin 2019 just there are bits where you go oh it like it drags down. or yeah. even spider-man it's like Ugh. yeah yeah I'm stuck in this bit of the story clumpy clumpy that's a good one yeah <laughs> this, it's such a horrible the pacing word. the pacing was clumpy the play, yeah <laughs> uh, well not exactly. a, not the issue in either of the first toy story movies there it's just no full throttle the whole way through or and not even full throttle like it feels like that but there also it has time to breathe and especially in the case of toy story 2 where there's a whole the whole jesse's when she loved me comes on you're you're in there you don't feel like why is this on you know you're you're engaged in what's happening oh yeah and like you really feel for these characters which just shows that character development was so important to these people to the people behind the film right like mm. you a character is developed so quickly somehow and that isn't easy to do like we don't know jesse as much as we do we know woody but as soon as she's you know she has her song it's like i totally feel for you mm. um like you don't want her to go back into storage no <laughs> and um the kind of unlikable character of al it feels weird calling him Al. The Chicken Man sounds better. He's got a full name, obviously. His full name is Albert McWiggin. Albert McWiggin. Do you even hear that in the film? No. Also known as the Chicken Man. Yeah. The Chicken Man is... I, I have more connection with the Chicken Man. Um, yeah, and because he's so unlikable, you immediately feel for the other toys. Even in his film structure, there are so many other plots going on. Like, we have the whole Rex can't beat Zerg in the video game and then subsequently through the film beats him. And he's like, I don't need to, I don't need to beat the game. I beat Zerg. It's like just tiny little things going on. Yeah. 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 Even the relationship between Mr. And Mrs. Potato Head. And, oh, that's you know, so cute. Like there's multiple threads that are followed through and developed okay. and they're great throwaway stuff. So even like the, the Barbie aisle is a standout section in the film as well. You're like, Oh, it's just cause, cause it's clearly the whole Al's toy barn is toys are us, which always had these, the aisles are themed. 
as yeah, well. Yeah, and you had like one toy in the whole aisle. Like the Buzz Lightyear aisle, there were definitely aisles like that. Yeah, all the Toy Story products. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Talking about Rex reminded me before the end, because even though I have the poster next to me, I'll, f- I'll forget it. I have a drawing to show to the world. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Involving a dinosaur. Great. Um, and I, there's, you have a special connection with this movie, uh, Adam, that you probably maybe don't know. So the actor playing Buzz Lightyear is Tim Allen, but his real name is Timothy Allen Dick. <laughs> is it really? Yes. Didn't know that. There you go. Oh. Tim Allen. That's it's it's funny. family. I do have a fun story that my parents so wanted to see Toy Story 2 that they took me to the cinema and I still had a like, fear of the dark. And we got up to the elevator with Zarg and we had to leave because I said it was too much. Oh, Adam. Like even the case, like I'm glad I left, but of another film, which was like there was a Thomas the Tank Engine movie that was terrible that I didn't have to put my parents through, but I was like, nah, I can't. I can't do this. No. Can't do this. No, because I could. I can remember that. Like, I don't remember what cinema it was, but I definitely got happy meal after it. I remember because they had the Toy Story toys. I remember in the cinema, the best thing about a film was when the credits were rolling, and me and my sister would just go uh, like in front of the screen and dance around in that bit. <laughs> <laughs> like oh my that, God. that. That was the best. We did it every single time, and we'd usually get the other kids involved too, which probably was oh my God, at, really? at, the, at the hatred of the parents. Yeah, That's so, funny. so it was just like a kids' party at the front. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, that the yeah. That's amazing. I used to do that all the time. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, but because of course now you're like you don't even think about that like huge section in like in front of the screen. If you did that now, you'd get all these nerds crucifying children because I want to see the post credit scenes. Get out of the way. Yeah, I mean, it would never be a Marvel film, though, would it? Or if you do that at the IMAX in here in Glasgow, you'll probably fall into the pit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that was just the best thing about the cinema, though. It's it's funny how wide an effect Toy Story Two had because I remember doing a, a scout trip to the to Edinburgh Airport where we got to see the up the airport air traffic control tower all the way at the top, which was cool. That's cool. Inside the in the fire station at the airport and behind when the bags go through the machines. So you know, in Toy in Toy Story Two, when you come in, it's like this massive sprawl of where all the bags on the conveyor point. Oh, yeah. so we got to see it and the guy started off by going this it is a bit like toy story 2 and it's, it, that's just how wide an effect that toy story 2 has that anything that comes up in the film people can immediately reference because it's one of these films everybody's seen everybody will see it. and if you haven't seen it and you go and see it you're like well i was missing out well that's the thing though because i only watched them uh, the second one for sure that was my first time for this and i'm still a virgin on the two last ones i so. probably should specify like um if you grew up like a kid at the end of the, the end of the 90s and the 2000s probably then like if you're younger you will have now have seen toy story because it's one of these staples of because there was obviously films that before toy story like you the, the vhs's of all the disney films like i had dumbo and so on and forth like there were all these other ones yeah. But now the Toy Story and basically the first 10 Pixar movies and, uh, are a staple of children's movies when they're kids, probably. Sure. yeah, of course. And also in terms of the original idea, uh, it would not have spoken to me because I, I never had toys in the first place. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Aw. 
What not, did you have? Not that I remember. Well, cardboard box. So, so it's a stick. Back in my day, we had a stick and a yo-yo. No, so it's so funny because my dad would purchase huge, incredible things, but more for him. Like, <laughs> well, yeah. I still have because I guess he had like frustrated from toys from his childhood that would not uh, exist anymore. Or something I have a um, full uh, train thing. Like, but uh, the size, like, not not the tiny ones that people are collecting, but uh, something like the the locomotive would be like uh, twenty centimeters by. Oh, like by a Hornby train set. But it nice. was it was actually uh, yeah with the tracks and the, with the tracks you lay down and because some people it's like these things that some people build like the massive ones and have like the decorations. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know what you're on about. And Very cool. I the got, Hornby train sets. I got that when I was like 10 or... I used so. to beg but, my parents for that when I was a kid. Like, they never got any because it was too expensive. And we, I had um, like wooden tracks with like the smaller ones that you pushed around as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had them. I've still got them. They're in the they're in my in Dunfermline in a box somewhere. I most. mean, you, you'd used to go to um, toy stores and like play with that huge... T- the train sets that they have there oh yeah um but that's actually the basic principle because essentially i think i only played once with those because right. i was like yeah this is uh yeah this is for you but it's not really you'll destroy it as a kid so I, i'll keep it hidden <laughs> <laughs> so when you're 40 you could be able to oh and now i'm pretty sure it's lost somewhere anyways everyone i, I remember begging because every boy wanted a skeletrix track you wanted the Skeletrix track. I mean, I bet I bet men want. I, I'll be honest. Too. I'll be honest. If I got a massive paycheck for acting, I think the first thing I'd buy is Lego. I'm not. I think it would be. It wouldn't be the Death Star. I think I would buy. Well, I did see something I did want for sure. Death Star is like four hundred pounds. Yeah, but the Millennium Falcon's like six hundred. Like everyone goes on about then. The thing is, I'm not massive into Star Wars, so I probably wouldn't buy them. But. I definitely would buy the. They've got a new Jurassic Park door, or the, they've, oh, got, yeah, they've also got the new Stranger Things. It's Will's house. That right. it's upside. It's got the the normal world on the top, and then directly underneath it, it's got the the upside down of his house of the buyer's house. So you could flip the set upside up and down to have That's both clever. sets, which I would probably buy as well. But I do want to say before my mum listens to this that I did get a, a not a not a Skeletrix like the brand. Like another one that was equally as good. Sure. But everybody, you, you died for like the Skeletrics with like the different cars, like the Formula One cars, and it would be like the really fancy circuit. Or I'm sure that later on in Pixie, Pixie, Pixar, they did one for cars. They must have done like a Skeletrics thing for cars. No, well, but, well, yeah, no, I had toys, but it was <laughs> around uh, Christmas period and all that stuff, but I don't. Well, it's uh, it's getting more and more. Uh, f- it's uh, farther and farther the, uh, with the years going by now than my childhood. But I don't. Um, I only know I had uh, toys because my father was a bit obsessed with filming stuff. So as early as the eighties, he had the camera and filmed all the family reunion stuff. Yeah, well. That's good. Yeah. So you can see, yeah, we have uh, stuff, but as uh, me being as involved with that, um, uh, those toys like Andy is with uh, then uh, uh, Woody and then Buzz, uh, sure. I think I all my focus went on to when it started around 14 or 15 uh, dogs more. Oh, wow. Of course, I'm yeah. Sh- I'm, sh- I'm almost certain that karma exists because... Um, 
I when I used, I think it was a trip to Nice, like definitely a trip to France at some point. We got this like lovely like child's kit of like, it was a bow and arrow. It was a wooden bow and arrow, uh, where it was like you could pull it, and it was one of these arrows that had like the sucker on it, so you like just fire it and it would stick onto walls. Um, my one of my neighbors and my friends, my friend at the time, and his brother came around and they broke it by playing it play with it like just basically to pull it too far and broke it and it, my parents are still annoyed to this day that it's broken but it probably is karma because i think it must have been i don't know if it was before or after that so either it's karma for him or karma for me we're like pretend to do wwe stuff i should have told this episode this anecdote in the fighting with my family episode but we're like he had a bunk bed because obviously the brother so we're like oh let's do like arm elbow slams off of the bunk bed and uh i came out okay but uh, he he broke his arm from my suggestion. I'm pretty certain it was me that suggested let's do this. And uh, yeah, the kid broke his arm. Because he broke your toy. Well, I didn't break his arm, but we were doing something that if you did it wrong, you would break your arm. I was kidding. Uh, bunk bed are great. I fell on my brother once. <laughs> oh, no. But that was towards the end of our childhood. It's actually the bed that broke. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it was not on purpose. Sure. Uh, so it was like <laughs> I undid the bolts. Luckily, I fell on one side where it was not really, so I did not kill him. <gasps> oh God! <laughs> You've met him, so he's, yeah. he's still around. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that he's was... just got an irrational fear of bunk beds. That's terrifying. I bet yeah. your nephews won't get a bunk bed then, just for that. He's like, no way, no way, they get a bunk bed. I had a bunk bed too. I had one of those beds that was like it was half a bunk bed. But instead of the bed underneath, it was like a, like a space where you could put like toys and stuff. Oh yeah, I had that later on. I had that because I'm an only child. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, they are at the age where they actually have two separate bedrooms, so they they're uh, going to bed times are different and stuff. Oh, of course. Yeah, that's yeah. that. My parents did that too, but I still had a bunk bed. But yeah, with the with the like uh, uh, wardrobe and um, so you study bit. Did you share a room with your sister at any point then? Me, yeah, yeah child, for yeah. years, for years, we had we had a we had a bedroom, to, uh, a bunk bed together. Um, I mean, the one story that I can think of was when you know when like you're like top to tail and you're watching TV, and she like kicked me, <laughs> and then so I kicked her back, and I like nearly broke her nose because I like kicked her in the face. Oh, babe. Um. So that was bad. Well, mostly because I guess me, because me and Nini, my sister, we're really, really close, especially when we were kids. And so I guess I didn't think about how, you know, that I'm older and stronger. So I just And so I was just like, oh, you kick me, I kick you back. And like, it will hurt as much as, you know, it hurt me. But not realizing that I'm five years older than her. And, you know, a, a kick in the nose is is... I'm. I mean, she could have broken her nose thinking about. No, no, it. That's no, 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 so no, no, dangerous. no, no, no. You could have broken her nose. Not she could have broken her nose. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that wasn't me. Like I didn't do it. No, no, no. I mean, I just told you that I did it. There, <laughs> like, I'm not. I'm not shirking. You know, the responsibility. I did it. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, I also think going back on the the fact and the stuff I discussed multiple times here that I was kind of in my own world for a long time. Maybe that also uh, is one of the, I didn't care about toys and all that kind of stuff. And now that I actually uh, awakened to the world, I you're woke. Yeah, uh, I enjoy, but like to a degree to ten to one. Um, so making 
unusual gifts rather than receiving anything, really. Hmm. Uh, this explains the flat. <laughs> all the podcast set stuff, like all oh, this stuff we got behind us. It's a repressed childhood coming out now, now, Jan. <laughs> in the sense of toys and it's 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 int- yeah that's yeah that, yeah that's that's possible and it's also interesting looking at the old videos uh that when you only had like the three displays or just one thing and now it's a uh, essentially the 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 wall is filled with stuff behind us i know toy m- store i mean our, our whole flat feels like that we have so much like lit trinkets and it's almost like we have our own little like bric-a-brac store. I know, eh? Um, but it's 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 really like I, I kind of like that. I've always liked clutter anyway. Yeah. Um, and so I yeah, I mean I I guess I always want I always wanted a room like Andy's anyway. Yeah. Just because it was like sort of not cluttered, but it like it had stuff in it and it was like lived in and like also, th- this whole thing of like how he loved his toys so much, like I thought that was so awesome that he had the, the, like one or two toys that were like his favorites. Like I never really had that as a kid. You know, I had a Barbie car, but I would I would use it to hide my retainers. Why? Because I hated them. So you would hide them in the car. Yeah. So when your mum and dad asked, "Where's your retainer?" You go, "I don't know." I lost them, <sighs> but you know, and then I'd find them like you know years later is that the thing that pinged off like before we moved or was it here what the thing in the back of your teeth oh no those are my actual braces they just came off yeah yeah yeah. because because of course you have to keep like certain parts of the brace in because it stops your teeth from going back into the like the place where you started having braces in the first place Right. right so they keep metal bits like at the back and and yes, and then they, you know, they'll they'll come off like when they come off. But so that's that's what you saw. But yeah. retainers are the thing, the plastic things that you wear at night, so that they stay in place. But you don't, you only have to wear them at night, and they're yeah. just these like plastic molds, basically. But I hated them, so I would just put them in the car. I was a chewer, like I would chew things. So <laughs> I probably had like, I mean, I probably had Lord of the Rings stuff that would have been might have been valuable now, but chewed it. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you ever have those metallic rods that looked like you, ha- you had a spaceship instead of a face like the uh well it's not really the horror stuff radio, from the radiophonic 80s. but a bit like a saw movies the, these days like the uh, no i didn't have a, a brace outside my brace but i did have like a metal um bars like coming down but like inside my mouth mm. but they were like super high maintenance i don't know why they were so intense because all my friends who had braces had nothing like this by these metal bars that basically they were like c- cylinders and one was slightly bigger than the other and Jeez. they slipped together to like so i could like move my jaw you became a robot for a few years yeah well sometimes well, if i yawned sometimes if i yawned like big enough it would like Bang. get stuck and I'd have to like wiggle my jaw and then it would like come back down again. It was really high maintenance. Bionic woman way before. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what, what that was, but I mean, you know, my teeth are all right now, so they they worked. It wasn't like some weird like hack in the back in the back street alley of London. Like you wanna get your teeth fixed. He knew what he was doing. It's just I've never seen anyone with those um You get your teeth fixed in a bag of chips for four pounds ninety. Yeah. <laughs> I think I still have scars in my mouth from those metal bars. Because they like protruded out. Yeah, yeah, they were really intense. Mm. I don't know. I, I maybe I should look this up. 
but like he was le- he was like a legit orthodontist like don't worry like he was expensive as the be- well the beauty of the toy stories franchise is it makes you remember your childhood the good and the bad and the just yeah, plain standards this has basically become like a childhood therapy session this is a nostalgia trip for us and our <laughs> listeners going oh thinking about us as, thinking about themselves as kids yeah that's great there is a, a star wars reference in the second film huge one is there? Well, huge one. The, what's oh, the, the, Zerg, the, the, what's the, the name Zerg, of Zerg, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I am your father. No! Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's like a huge... And of course, they're like best friends afterwards, which is great. They like play catch afterwards, right? <laughs> like in the car park. It's it's brilliant. Yeah. Um, yeah, like there are all, there are all these like really funny... Like, the, for example, the, the alien things the green things yeah um when they're like tied to the um what's it called the mirror in the car yeah and they're like talking about like <laughs> the, it was a bit real because it was like oh god like how they're actors oh yeah they're up for different parts <laughs> they're up for like oh i'm up for like a toothpaste commercial oh wow, wow that's amazing that's great. Well done. <laughs> that's like, so oh, brilliant. God. what are you doing next <laughs> Oh, also, in uh, that uh, reminded me those little green ones. That uh, well, it's not an arcade game, but uh, the game with the claw thingy. Have you ever managed to get anything from? Yeah, I have. Yeah, have you? Yeah, I haven't. I haven't. They're rigged, though. Come on. I mean, it's ridiculous. There's no way that you could get anything. I remember doing it in the Odeon in Dunfermline, surrounded by my mates. After like four goals, I got something, and everyone went. We went wild because we couldn't believe we got it. I can imagine that you did. Oh yeah, look at that! It's impossible. I'm the man. Yeah, yeah, it's so impossible. I I also love how um, Toy Story like sort of changed it for the claw was their like Overlord. overlord. I thought that was so so, and it's also my dad's favorite thing to. uh, quote the claw. <laughs> My dad did that all the time. Is it uh, when I was a kid? Um, it's such a nice scene. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's well, it's a game that is made to build tension. I guess like oh yeah, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. No. <laughs> yeah, even though it was super easy for Sid to get the two toys, um, which is super annoying because I mean, watching it as an adult, it's like that would never <laughs> happen. <laughs> But no, of course, the whole not. film would never happen. Yeah. <laughs> and on that depressing note, <laughs> shall I ask the question? Oh, yeah, go on. Sure. So first off, was Toy Story good, bad, or just plain standard? Jan? Um, good. In uh, I have no um, uh, childhood experience to compare it to. So now, uh, these days, yeah, no, that was uh, a good story. I uh, enjoyed myself, yes. Anik? Uh, this has to go in my vault because I grew up on this film and it's like changed with me. Um, and I just love the fact that, you know, my, in my childhood brain, I can remember how things were said, but not what what was said specifically. Um, and oh, yeah, like I'm going to remember this. Like if I have kids or nieces or whatever, like I'm definitely showing them this. this like this is going to grow up with people like the kids around me mm. like it has to it's super important um and added added um one two three and four are amazing and that's like not that's unheard of mm. so 
I honestly hats off to everyone that involved in this franchise. It's like one of the most incredible, iconic um, franchises ever made. One is legendary, I think. Just the way it paves the scene for everything that comes after it in 3D animation. There's, yeah. there's no way around it. Yeah. One is legendary um, for me. I, Definitely. I'm legendary. Masterpiece. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> uh, Toy Story 2. Was Toy Story 2 good, bad, or just plain standard? Anouk? Oh, excellent. That's not a category. I know. Well, okay. <laughs> so it was a high good, definitely. Um, it doesn't go into my vault just because, again, like I, I was a bit older and the story didn't speak to me as much. Um, like I didn't have a Jesse doll, etc. Like bulls, mm. you know. Um, but like seriously amazing to also be like a second of such an iconic film and still be on the same level pretty much um because there are so many times when the second one has just fallen flat and sometimes even destroyed like the whole franchise so i'm really glad that it didn't do that yeah so again like the whole franchise should be you know hats off pretty much yeah yeah, well, it's not the same level as the MOG movie, but well. No, good. I'm uh, going to have that removed digitally otherwise. Yeah, we, we can't, out. we can, like, we literally were, even sat down, we were like, are we doing the emoji movie? And we all just were like, no. there's no way that Me, we can spend an hour, an hour and a half talking about this pile of cow. Tell you what, if we'll make a post somewhere and say, if we get such and such likes, then we'll do the emoji movie. No, if no. people want it, if people want it, we'll talk about it. You guys can talk. I'm not. I'm not involved in that because I'll just get really angry. Okay, well, that's what makes a good episode. I mean, look at you. <laughs> no, because I'll say something. I've not added uh, that movie in the box, so there was. <laughs> that's good. Can we you imagine if, like, we just pick it out? It's like, oh, are you kidding? That was me? an idea I had, and it didn't work. The emoji movie? No, the movies that one of us would hate. Oh, no. That just didn't work because... <laughs> it's just too much stress. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, Jan, go on. Yeah, so it was... What was your rating for this? I was No, good, good. Good, good, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, Toy Story 2 is The Vault. There's no question about it. Really? Oh, absolutely. 2 is, two is just a landmark film for me. Uh, I, I could watch the film every day for the rest of my life and still enjoy it repeatedly. Aw. Um, yeah. Good. And I had a banging video game too, so... Toy Story 2. <laughs> I never played Buzz the Light- video game. Buzz Lightyear to the Rescue was, was a great game. Really? Oh, yeah. Solid game. Okay. All, All right. right. So in terms of that franchise, uh, at some point we'll do the third one and the fourth. Yeah. yeah. As individual ones, right? Yes, yeah. C- for sure. Um, yeah. You want to sh- yeah. show us this drawing, Jan, before you forget? Oh, yeah. Uh, yes, before I forget, and then I have something else. So yeah, Go for it. For uh, people. If you listen to hour uh, i think it's in the fringe episode so and <laughs> you can see the video so that's a drunk shakespeare and that's what the drunk uh had drawing so this is my mum and i and a dinosaur for some reason Fun. we'll stick an instagram of this out somewhere oh wow that's really cool <laughs> yeah so apparently the the, the, the drunk of the of each show is drawing so uh, we need to go and see this oh <laughs> well that that's one that's the one that's in new york but uh oh yeah the, yeah. the anyway, french one the uh, yeah the french one Good. um uh, just one thing that came up recently with my brother was a bit like mm. um people um are often surprised when they realize i've only seen the first season of breaking bad 
when there are actually five of those. And it's always the same reason. I give them the series is over. Either when I'm done with it, well, that's it. Uh, and with my binging tendencies, I don't want to shoot myself in the foot. I mean, I have a busy life now, so true binging is not really an option anymore. However, uh, just to list, so you know, I'm the guy who could spend a day indoors to watch an entire box set of uh, Stargate SG-1. And that was way before Netflix came to France. The, the type of guy who uh, decided to get into Naruto, One Piece and Fairy Tale at some point uh, five years ago and binging around a thousand episodes in a month. Wow. Yeah. So. Th- I remember Naruto. I, I couldn't get past... I, I don't know why. The only episodes I seem to see, they were stuck in a wood. And people, then, people talked about Naruto for a long, long, yeah, long time. They were in a wood. And then there's a fight between Sasuke at some point, And then that was it. And then I couldn't get... And then I probably jumped way far in the head. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. So maybe one day I'll go back. I enjoyed what I saw. Yeah. But <laughs> maybe I'll go back and watch the series properly. It's like so many episodes. It's just crazy. Yeah. And I'm talking that, about that because... Uh, oh, yeah, I discovered that my brother actually never watched a single episode of Breaking Bad for that same reason. And uh, however, he watched Stranger Things. And as I booked for November, the secret cinema is doing something. So they are, for the first time ever, it's a TV thing and they, there is no screening, but they have recreated Hawkins. And you interact with people in that. So yeah. I, I finally, I think I only watched the first season when it went out. And I just binged uh, second and third in the last uh, two weeks or something. So now I'm up to date with uh, Stranger Things. Nice. Nice. It's really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really good. Um, do I think do you have, do you have uh, stuff? Because we actually... Uh, you may not know that, but now you'll know. Uh, we won't record for a while, actually. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, Jan is leaving us again. <laughs> well, depending on better release schedule. and uh, so. Unless me and Anouk record a musical episode while you're away. <laughs> Just yes. take advantage of you not being here and do a musical episode. Yeah. Two. See what happens. Paddington too. Well, that's not a musical, but that uh, you tried. Which tr- that went really badly. Oh I was just because I think that was just confidence. Honestly, I reckon if we did it now, we'd be fine. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, that was early days. Mm-hmm. And also, we've done something when Jan wasn't on this couch. Yeah, that so. worked out all right. Thanks for uh, oh um, again. Audio Mac is doing fantastically well again. Always for some reason, uh, your uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Like more than we are approaching 2000. What can I say, guys? <laughs> I'm just a brilliant editor. No, no, no. It, it must be, I think it's just a really. Um... It's all accidental clicks. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? <laughs> So we thought oh, this was yeah. something else. No, but it's weird because Audio Mac is is um, interestingly not really a podcasting platform. It's more about music, but for some reason, we have great numbers there, which is great. That's awesome. Fair enough. Thank you very much. Cheers. Um, so we'll see you next time. Uh, we were Adam, Anouk, and Jan, and bye bye. Bye guys. Bye.